time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? Welcome to the Pain Clinic for October 14th. Woo! Holidays today. Just a couple. It's a Be Bald and Free Day. Uh, National Dessert Day. It's just every day, isn't it? National Motorcycle Ride Day, uh, if you can deal with the rain here in Rochester. And Tender Loving Care Day. Birthdays today, uh, just one in the world of pro wrestling. That's Stacy Keebler and... Uh, she- Looking fantastic at 44. Uh, Pain Clinic's brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, Donuts Delight, Empire at Culver. Hey, interested in roller derby, want to be a skater, officiate, Rock City Roller Derby needs you. Contact recruitment at rockderbyrecruitment at gmail.com and join Rock City Roller Derby. If you're to the men's team, it's Flower City Fear, F-L-O-U, flowercityfear.com. And we're always looking for new skaters and help. But let's get into it. we got a busy, busy show today. We have a super guest coming up in just a few minutes. We'll be joined by former WWE, uh, it was a champion at one time as well. Uh, uh, Kalisto will be joining us in a minute. But right now, I'm going to introduce the cast and crew of the show. I'm the Cashman, your humble host in my pumpkin shirt. And I'm joined by uh, DC Dan Cole. Good morning, DC. How are you doing? Good morning, Cashman. I am in my Kittle over the middle shirt. Yeah, I like the, at least it's not the Dallas one that he pulled up. Okay. Uh, and we're joined. I by, mean, if I had it, I'd wear it. And we're joined by Danger Boy. Danger, how are you doing this morning? Doing, doing pretty well. You are doing pretty well. How is, uh, uh, yeah, it looks like you, I, I didn't even say where you guys are. DC, of course, uh, NC, uh, Danger Boy in Gates, New York, someplace. And of course, I'm in uh, Arondequoit. Welcome to the show. Maybe the artist will make it. Unfortunately, he's having some issues. Uh, we're sorry about that, Rob, but we got, a lot of stuff to go over today. We have a special guest joining us in just a few minutes, but I do want to tease you at like what what we might be talking about during the show. I, I you saw the list; it kept getting longer as I was talking about it. You know, uh, I mean, we've got uh, uh, a couple things. Uh, uh, I want to definitely talk about the MJF quarters uh, uh, thing on Wednesday. WWE says no to Phil. Uh, Carlito shows up last week. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Tony Khan, uh, going off on Twitter this past week or X or whatever you want to call it. Fastlane pay-per-view was last weekend and, uh, AEW and NXT go to head. We'll talk head to head on Tuesday. We'll talk about that. And of course, the new AEW tag titles. Uh, but, uh, do you want to, let's start off talking just a little bit before we're joined by our guest, uh, about the AEW, uh, uh, tag title situation, which I was not expecting in the least last Saturday to have a t- title change on uh, collision. Um, Danger thoughts on that? 
it was unexpected and it was a squash match. So I hope, uh, I hope, uh, anyone who's hurt and, you know, I think it's supposed to be, uh, cash Wheeler is, is feeling some issues, but also supposedly they, like, it's not that bad. So I don't know exactly why they decided to do when they did, but, uh, I like the pushing of Starks and Big Bill. I think that's a good combo. I just wasn't expecting that, especially after they set up a, another Bucks match. But I'm kind of glad because I don't want to see that Bucks match. So again, yeah. And Starks and Big Bill have what tagged twice, I think, on TV before this happened. So uh, DC. Well, if the dirt sheets are right, it wasn't even supposed to be them that took the titles off of FDR. It was supposed to be Aussie Open, but they had to call that audible due to the injury. Oh, so that was supposed to happen the week before for the big. Ah. See, I, I saw that earlier in the week, and I saw it refuted later in the week. So that currently it's all about Ricky Starks and Big Bill. I can see them as wanting to placate Ricky Starks to keep him around because he probably would be the next bigger name to uh, take take the money from up north. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of confusion on a lot of things involving with FTR right now. Um, a lot of people are saying they have a solid contract till what, 2027? Is that what they were saying? Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying that, but also, you know, there, there's talks of injuries, maybe, you know, like, like you said, Cash Wheeler's outside situation uh, that happened, you know, recently, if that may have had something to do with it. Uh wanting to put him on Aussie open and then having to call a, uh, had to have to make it on the fly to change in the match because of an injury, which we've seen now a couple of times, man. Uh, it's like, uh, I don't know. You know, it's like, I, I like FTR a lot. I think Rob was kind of expressing last week that he's kind of liking them less and less because of their association with Phil and, you know, and, you know, uh, playing politics and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I mean, they were the best tag team, uh, in the company. And, uh, it's a shame that I, you know, it's like, it was right up against WWE too, WWE pay-per-view, uh, fast lane was going on. So you either watch one or the other, I mean, or you DVR it like we all do and then watch it back later. But, uh, just really surprised at that. I just, you know, I didn't see that coming, especially on a collision against, uh, you know, against the WWE, uh, live event or whatever they call them now, special live event on Peacock, you know, T-L-E. T-L-E, is that what they call them? Premium, Premium live oh, event. P-L-E, okay, yeah, P-L-E, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just just kind of surprising. And, uh, you know, I'm mean, actually, you know, when we get into talking about AEW Dynamite this way, this past week, uh, with their head-to-head with NXT, I think um, some surprising stuff happened on that as well, on that show, uh, going head-to-head. I'll be honest with you. Uh, as a fan of AEW and NXT, I did keep it on AEW the whole time and did not switch over and then watched uh, NXT back after it was over. But, uh, you know, just I don't know how they do ratings nowadays. I think it's all done digitally through our boxes, so they know when you're switching channels and everything. You know, Big Brother's watching, you know. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, uh, well, we might as well jump into it before we get into the guests. What did you guys – I mean – Honestly, two title changes on on uh, against NXT, and when you're moving to another 
another time, another day in time, a special move like they did. It's usually you're not going to win against the establishment sitting there, you know, and that's usually the case, you know, whenever, you know, <coughs> AEW went head to head with WWE in the past, except for when they were both on the same night. So last, uh, last year when they got moved for MLB, they, they won. And Sarah AEW did. Oh, okay. So, so they won when they moved to a, another night to Tuesday night. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and then, well, but I mean, do you think that it was hot shotting by changing titles, like getting changing the women's title as well as? Uh... No, the, the women's title needed to get off Soraya, Soraya, anyways. I don't like it going on Hikaru Shida again because I'm now I'm just thinking who's going to take it next, because that's how they've portrayed her is as someone who's going to hand it off to someone else next uh, from. You know, the last time she had it, and just she hasn't been pushed at all. She's been on TV, but she hasn't been, you know, majorly pushed. So I'm just thinking who's stepping up next. And it, I hope it's not Tony Storm at this point. I want that to build some more. You want that to burn a little bit? What do you think, DC? Yes. What do you think? You think you had to come off Sarita that quick? Yeah, it had to come off her. And then certainly it had to come off of Ray Phoenix, who's dealing with injuries. So, you and, know, and visa issues. Yeah. So I think it kind of worked in, in AEW's favor that there were some moves they had to make. So why not make it when you're going, you know, had to have against thing, the competition? The only thing I'll say about AEW is they came out promoting John Moxley for that match until Tuesday, knowing there was a chance he wasn't going to be cleared. I hate that because the same people who complain when WWE does it are like, oh, no, it's just because he was hurt. They knew he was hurt the whole time. And they've been lying about it the whole time because they said it was a mild concussion he suffered in that match to make themselves look better for letting him finish the match and do everything they did afterwards. And it's a lot more than a mild concussion because he'd be back already. I know. It's been a couple of weeks now, right? So it was like – and uh, and then putting it back on Orange Cassidy, uh, you know. Uh, but I, I like the character work they did with Cassidy after he won the title again. Yeah, let's see if he come, brings it out in a, in a uh, backpack uh, next time we see him come out. You know, uh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that'll change. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Tim, Tim on in the massive message room said there's no such thing as a mild concussion. And I do want to throw out to the guys in the chat room when we get Kalisto on, uh, you can ask questions and we'll repeat them to them, you know, to, you know, so if you have thinking of something, let let us know, you know. Uh, but and he should be coming up in a couple minutes here. So, but yeah, it uh, yeah that uh, I I was shocked just because one we had a couple title changes and I mean I th- so it wasn't really hot shot in it for a Tuesday night then or was it? I mean what you know that I think both belts were changing hands no matter what night it was this week. Oh okay sure sure okay excellent that uh, and it's a shame because Phoenix probably could have had a good run on that title too because. Uh, Phoenix is a great wrestler. So, uh, and now, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, it will, well, I just think, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there, you know, um, kind of poo pooing on AEW saying they've lost momentum and everything's kind of disappearing. What do you guys think about that? You know, is this an example of that? It's kind of, you know, and then and people are crying. It's like, it's going to be like impact soon. You know, it's like, uh, and not that I completely disagree. I feel yeah. like they're on one of their best runs they've had right now as far but, as the quality of the content. The the quality of content is still where it was, but at the same time, they're, they're struggling to draw 3,000 people in places that fit 15. So it looks bad on TV when you do that. So they have to start realizing they need to run some smaller places. Impact didn't draw crowds and didn't travel for their shows very often. So you can't say they're falling into that 
region, but they are having issues with ticket sales and especially when they're returning to places. Yeah. So you, so a smaller venues would not be a bad thing. No. You know, it's, it, is it, is it hurting someone's ego if you do that? I mean, a lot, you know, edge had his first match this past week. I'm sorry. Adam Copeland had his first match this past week. And a lot of people were saying nobody was there to see it except for people on TV watching it, which it was a fantastic well, match. I enjoyed that. Here's, here's the thing. Adam Copeland didn't move the needle in WWE when he was edge. He went down to NXT for that match. There was no extra game viewers. He, you know, anytime he was on TV, it was nothing outrageous. And he was a part-timer. So they portrayed it as something special. I don't know where this concept that Adam Copeland was going to draw all these different faces to watch AEW came from. It's sad, but Adam Copeland isn't the draw that everyone kind of thought he was, or the same people who think that he was going to draw all these faces to AEW were also ripping on anytime he was in a match in WWE for being boring. I knew we were missing something last week when Danger Boy wasn't here. Because I know, I, 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 Danger, you had to watch last week's show because it was like we were talking all about the big debut of Edge and everything, or Adam Copeland, and it's like, and, and you know, and, they, and a lot of people were like saying, well, is he, you know, you, you subtract Phil, you add Adam, but it's still, it's not equal, right? It's, you know, maybe money-wise, they're both get, we're getting the same thing, but it's not equal for the draw, you know, but, but Adam Copeland also wants to. But remember, to, too, nowadays, yeah. it's not just about, the ticket sales it's about moving the merchandise it's about online clicks which they set records with with his debut so i think they set, just, just, they set their records with yeah yeah but who, who, okay so it's the same thing though true it, it yeah but i mean paste a certain if, phil brooks the if you can't turn those clicks into butts and seats or merchandise sold then they're pointless and so far we haven't seen him do that but if if we do see him do that if he does something great with christian i am all for it because christian is the hottest thing they have going right now followed by tony storm <clears throat> honestly i think nothing nothing against luchasaurus but i personally would have not i would not pay to go see adam copeland versus luchasaurus no i will pay whatever you want see Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage. And yeah, and that's and that's where we're going after that that nice little uh, nice little statement from Christian Cage on the first day they got together in the ring um which was which was, you know, can't say it here, but uh I think when you know, it was like it was it was perfect cuz I mean, Christian, you know, man, he is just he's just well, you know, absorbing that heel and you know, and just loving it, and and I love I love the snotty Christian, you know, because he, he did that in WWE. I remember he was like the arrogant heel as well in WWE before. So it's not it's it's kind of like a, a revisiting a, an old uncle or something, you know. <laughs> it's like, a, but but Christian also involved in uh, Luchasaurus losing as well to um, uh, this past uh, uh, Tuesday night in the overrun. And by the way, the overruns went over, huh? <laughs> you know they. Uh, yeah, both of them were going over, and it was. I think it was uh, you know, a lot of. Uh, it was uh, you know it was a fun night of wrestling. It left Wednesday with nothing to do, but which is okay. I don't mind that every once in a while. But it's like you know, it's just kind of like ruined the, uh, the, the the standard uh, 
uh, Wednesday activities in my life when, you know, then you sit down on the couch and watch wrestling for two hours or whatever. But, uh, it, you know, yeah, and I do agree with the momentum going uh, AEW's way. I really do think, I mean, it's like you just got to ignore the fact that they're not drawing at these live events. And, and like you said, you have to have smaller arenas, you know, make smaller arenas. And I think that, uh, you know, and then it'll look more crowded. Like, remember NXT came to Rochester. They didn't come to the Blue Cross Arena. They came to the Main Street Armory, which now you, I know you can't do anything there, by the way. But, uh, but when they did, it was a good crowd, you know. It was kind of a weird setup for pro wrestling in Rochester, but uh, uh, at least uh, for, like, a, like a major company. So, uh, but yeah, that's, I think, you know, I think they're learning a lesson and it's like, I just, you know, there's a lot of, um, flaming back and forth, uh, between people on Twitter this week, uh, you know, especially, um, Tony Khan. And I, I, am guessing we're not getting the whole story on Tony's because Tony was flaming on WWE. Like, no, like go back and read his tweets from this past week. He was, he definitely, uh, was not happy, um, he was not happy about a lot of things. And all right, we have a uh, guest joining us. So right now uh, we're going to take a break on that talk, come back to it in just a minute. Uh, joining us is a, uh, a former WWE NXT AEW wrestler and a champion, multiple champion uh, NXT tag champs with Sin Cara, as well as WWE Cruiserweight champ, WWE United States champ, NXT uh, they, hello, sir. Good morning. It's Kalisto. Good morning. How are you doing today, sir? Thank you so much for the time, man. We are super no, excited. No, thank you for the opportunity. I love, love. I, I, sorry, I just came back from tour. Uh, my voice is a little raspy. Uh, <laughs> I'm like jet lagged. So uh, I've been up actually a couple hours ago. So I just finished my workout. I'm good. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. It's like what seven uh, fifteen in San Francisco, so we definitely yes, we definitely, correct, correct. We definitely appreciate you giving us some time. You're going to be in Rochester next weekend for the Premier yes. Sports Spectacular. You're going to be doing yes. doing an autograph signing, and uh, that's Saturday, October twenty first at the Gates Chile Middle School. But it's so cool that you're coming, and uh, you're get, and it's limited, folks. So you got to go to the Premier Sports Spectacular webpage, and you can order the the uh, autographs. In, before you get there. So then you could just get a quick meeting, I guess, and get the autographs and stuff. But what's it like? Uh, I've been, you know, now not, uh, not being under contract to a major company. It seems, it sounds like you're just as busy as uh, ever. Oh yeah. I'm getting already uh, a reminder how uh, just the tours are and how just the, the schedule it is. Um, I love it. Um, I, it's, it's just something not a lot of people can do. It's a really tough schedule you don't basically have a life. That's what I tell everybody. Like, you don't have a life. You just basically, uh, this becomes your life. I'm home two, three days out of the week. Uh, I'm getting to see family I haven't seen in a long time because um, of the heavy schedules too. But I'm getting the reminder of that. My body's getting used to it, and I just love it. Cool. So you you uh, signed with WWE back uh, for NXT, what, in 2000? Was it 14 or 15? I think it was 14. It was it was 2013 13, when the WWE Performance Center opened. Yeah. Uh, that's when I first started. Yeah, and so it's changed a lot since then. You know, uh, NXT, the the brand, as well as getting like major TV and everything. But when you first came in, 
Uh, it was exciting. It was like, uh, you know, uh, had a very huge Lucha influence on the NXT product, and you end up tagging with Sin Cara to form, yeah. the, to form the Lucha Dragons. What, what, what kind of experience was that like? And let me ask you, did you have to come out to the gold light? And then and when, he, when, you know, he came out, he would, <laughs> he would, hit, the, he would hit the trampoline and go into the ring and stuff? I re- man, well, to be honest, at first it was uh, I'm, I was just so excited. It was such a ride because when the WWE Performance Center opened, um, it was just a, a whole new project, and we didn't know what was gonna happen. Everything was new every week. Uh, we were learning as we go because everything that we were doing was new. We were having uh, strongman competition workouts. Uh, we were ha- having like actual workouts practice after practice it was like uh it's a machine down down there and it's it's it makes uh performers perform at their best and i'm glad i went through that system because that system taught me not only to be a better wrestler but also a better businessman and a better person it helped me so much too because uh again not a lot of people can handle the schedule and it was tough it was way tough but now I see how WWE and NXT, Raw, SmackDown, how everything's changing and it changes every year. And I'm glad to see how it is right now. And I'm very happy to, and very grateful for the opportunity that I got starting in 2013. That, yeah, that that was awesome. I'm going to say there was a lot of, uh, you know, being there for as long as you were. And then, you know, uh, being uh, and one of the most popular bits, uh, of course, uh, was the, the Lucha House Party. And every oh, yeah. <laughs> you that was like the crowd pleaser every time I've ever seen WWE live. That was what, what was that a lot of fun, uh, you know, every week oh, coming no. out there and, and messing and doing different stuff and everything. Well, man, that's the most fun, too. Besides everything that I've done, um, I was just having fun. Our main priority, no matter what. Hey, let's just go out there and laugh and laugh at our of our jokes and just have fun have fun and then the people started getting like fun with us they were having fun with us uh we were just throwing piñatas and we even had like a match of having little piñatitas like piñatas on the in the ring and stuff and slamming each other but it's just we try to make it as much fun as possible and the most important thing just getting people involved in within our matches that's awesome and and the coolest thing is it keeps you know it keeps the lucha style in in you know the main WWE show is how important it is was is it to have lucha wrestlers on every every you know level of wrestling there in WWE um at, you know because at times sometimes you know the, you know I mean Rey Mysterio being quite the you know the the legend uh, that right. he did he did take time away from WWE and I think that's when you guys were like really starting to shine on that but it's like how important is it to keep the lucha going on on like these major shows like AEW and, and WWE? It's really great because like every wrestler, every luchador are different. Everybody brings something different to the table. And when that when every luchador has different styles and it just brings so much different uh art within wrestling, it just makes the whole match beautiful. It just makes the whole whole storytelling great. Art lucha libre is an art. It's an art form in what we do. And I'm glad to see that there's a lot of luchadors out there, a lot of greatness. Now they're doing different things that I haven't even seen. Lucha Libre is an art. Lucha Libre is not just uh, any performance. It's an art. I always, I've always said that. And again, every luchador are different. Rey Mysterio is different. Eddie Guerrero, he brought something else different. He was a top, one of the top luchadors too in Mexico. Um, everybody brings something different. But now that I love to see is that everybody, every, every luchador are doing 
they're doing things that I've never seen. They're doing amazing things too. And it is very risky what we do. And a lot of people know that what we do is not just, uh, um, you just got to perfect it. There, there's perfection within that art when you're flying inside and outside the ring. And on top of that, just the disguises, the the masks, the colorness of it, the art, the Lucha Libre history, everything. And we're just keeping Lucha Libre alive. That's my one of my screams, too. That's why I scream, Lucha, Lucha. Yeah. It's also Lucha Libre, but it's also my war cry. That's awesome. DC? Yeah. I was just going to say, I want to, <clears throat> if you don't mind, I'll turn, uh, you know, switch switch gears a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You, know, you had mentioned, you know, keeping Lucha alive. And like Cash said, you know, there's Lucha in NXT, WWE, AEW. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we were just having a little debate here about, uh, you know, this past competition on Tuesday with AEW switching nights, going head-to-head with NXT. And we've mm. been making our own cases about what that means. But I would assume to someone like you, the big story is, hey, 1.5 million households you know, tuned in to watch wrestling on a Tuesday night. Everybody has a different taste. And I'm just glad there's so much wrestling out there. There's just so much to see. It's not just AEW. It's not just uh, WWE or NXT, Raw, SmackDown, Impact. There's so much of everything. There's New Japan, too, ROH. Uh, there's everything. And I, I'm just glad, again, like everybody is having an opportunity to get an exposure out there, get some TV time. And again, everybody has a different taste. Not everybody has to like the same thing, um, but I'm, I love everything. <laughs> I just love watching everything. But uh, I'm just glad there's more wrestling. There's more wrestling out there. Very cool. We, are I, we? Are, do you think we're kind of in a new wrestling boom? Because it does seem like, like I can't even keep track of all the wrestling there is. Now. I, I'm the same way. <laughs> I like. <laughs> When they tell me, did you watch this match? I'm like, wait a minute. I forgot there were so shows. <laughs> it's just, again, there's just so much wrestling. And it is, you're right. It is so hard to keep up. And it's so hard to keep up because everybody does amazing things, amazing storytellings, amazing characters that I'm seeing. I've heard of about this blue cane that I just heard, saw. It was like, it's pretty cool. I'm like, wow, blue cane. And I know Kane. Kane's, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a blessing, man. He's awesome. And just seeing different characters bringing different things to the table. That's what grabs the attention to the audience and, and to fans. You know, that's like what else is who else is going to step up to the table and bring something else new, you know, not just within wrestling, but character wise storytelling. And again, there's just so much out there. It is hard to keep up. <laughs> Very cool. I, I got a question from Tim. He's like a much respect to you and your craft. If you weren't involved in pro wrestling, what would you be doing? I think I'd still be teaching special ed. I'm a, I'm a life skills instructor for the mentally disabled. Uh, I've always been involved with Special Olympics and uh, disabled uh, people, and I just love helping. I love teaching after-school programs. I used to do that, too. Uh, uh, it's just something I, I grew up with. My aunt is autistic, and I grew up with her, and, and it's, I've just always been experienced in teaching and uh, helping the special need. Very cool, very cool. Um, the last time we saw you on national TV, it was AEW. You were teaming with Aerostar against FTR for the AAA tag titles. Um, yeah. uh, do you do you see yourself coming back to one, maybe one of these uh, the national uh, promotions anytime soon? And what was it like doing you know the one off it uh, with against FTR? And FTR has been in the news a bunch lately too. So, yeah. but uh, and we know that they're one of the best in the world. What was it like when you were in the ring with them? Well, besides. Uh... Me working FTR, which is one of my favorite people to work with. Um, and I have so much history with them, too. We could just go out there and have a match on the fly. But uh, they're the best. And 
working in AW, it was a great opportunity. It was pretty, pretty awesome. I'm still, my door's still open for everyone. I don't have a, um, um, how do you say, I don't have a contract with anybody or anything, uh, but my doors are open for everyone. That's why I've, I've had so much work. I'm blessed that I've been traveling so much around the world, yeah. you know, places I've never been in Pakistan, I've, you know, in Australia. I finally went to Australia and I've never got the opportunity to go. Uh, now I'm getting so much opportunities to just travel the world and trying different wrestling and seeing different wrestlers around the world. But I'm blessed and I'm very, very grateful for what I'm what I'm doing and what I have and just uh, living my life, too. Um, it was very hard to begin when I did that tryout in AEW because I was in the uh, I did a podcast with Renee. If you can watch her podcast, I do talk about it. If you guys want to hear the whole story, but long story short, yeah. I almost three, I almost had like I like really bad i almost did had three heart attacks uh because of covid i was in the er for two months and uh my first three weeks later out of the hospital i said yes to tony khan for that opportunity why because at first ftr awesome and second i didn't even think about it i'm like oh i just got out of the hospital uh, i almost died so <laughs> let me roll the dice on this one it was just one of those moments that i just rolled the dice on my life Cause I'm crazy. Why? Don't ask. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just something that like hearing the people and the crowd, uh, it's just, it made me change my back. There were so many times I wanted to retire, but so many times I didn't because <laughs> the crowd makes me want to go back, you know, nice chant, Lucha Lucha, hearing the little kids and doing a uh, special needs uh, show that I did with Mojo Riley. And that kind of made me, turn my life back and I, that's why i say yes to that opportunity but being there in AEW, it was awesome it's great and uh again my doors are open um my phone's on all the time so hey if, if anyone's interested i'm here <laughs> you hear that tony okay i got another question from a fan randy wants to know what's what's the going rate charge to get a professional custom mask made is there a custom mask maker that luchas go to there are so many mask makers, and I'm glad I took my wife because my wife was helping me so much while I was down there for CMLL yeah. um, doing their tournaments. And she was helping me go out there and just hearing with, with different talking with different mask makers because there are so many mask makers out there that make their own style. They're, they're different in what they do. And Again, there's just so many, many good, good. It all depends on the detail, the style. My masks are really pricey because there's just so much material, so much detail put into it, so much thought, yep. everything. And the bling, you know, you can see <laughs> that cost. too. It's just the material itself down in Mexico is so different. Just like the material in Japan is so different too. Uh, my kick pads, my kick pads that I have, uh, they're real, they're pricey, but they're real good. They're, they you have to go with different people to make different art, you know, because with with me, I, I don't just pay one person to make one whole outfit. Like this is from Mexico. My kick packs are from Japan. My pants are from Chicago. My jacket is from Cali. So <laughs> I get a little bit of everything. So it all depends. It all depends. But for the masks, guys, go to Mexico. There you go. <laughs> of course. Uh, so well, I'm going to, we're going to let you go here in a second, but I did, I, you noticed you were, you know, two time, uh, uh, WWE United States champion, which is uh, what an oh, honor, you know, that's so great because wow. they made such a big, I mean, it's such a big belt now and everything. And it was, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and you know, what, what, what was it like to, you know, find out that you were getting that put on you? 
Well, I found out last minute, uh, maybe like an hour before the before the show started. Um, so with WWE, you don't you have to like be ready for anything. <laughs> so always stay ready, no matter what, because something could just come up real quick. And hey, you have a segment with John Cena. I'm like, what? Oh, okay, all right. Well, what are we doing? And then you they tell you what you're doing and. And it goes on from there and like, all right, you're having a match. All right, cool. And they don't tell you until like very at the very end. Uh, actually, right before curtain too. And they, they can tell you, hey, or down, you know, whatever. And then we have to just work on the fly and think out there and talk and uh, hearing the crowd and just feeding off of them. And I learned so much that when I won that title, it was well worth it because I was working with one of the best uh out there, one of one of the um, he was a ex world heavyweight champion, Alberto de Rio, and he took me to another level that I didn't even know I can reach. And I'm like, wow! And there, there's so many people, uh, so many eyes, and Vince watching me from the back directly just to see if I can hang with the sharks or not. And man, that day I did, I did. It was one of the best moments of my life, and I I didn't believe it. At first, until I got the title in my hand, it's like I won't believe it until I have it in my hands, you know. Then I believe it, you know. That's that's when I feel that's the true feeling. Like, whoa, what? All these, all these years, all this time, like I have never in a million years thought I'd be uh, hanging on to the same title that Eddie Guerrero held, the United States Championship. Yeah. That was one of my dreams, and it was like, man, now I have it in my hands. It's just like hard to believe, and. I didn't even sleep that night too. I, I I don't know. I just stood up all night and my wife didn't expect it. Nobody, nobody in my family knew. I didn't even know until last minute, I, like I said, but it was one of the best moments of my life. And again, I'm very, just very grateful to and my fans because like, again, I, I wanted to quit so many times, but because hearing my fans makes me want to come back so much. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think you guys come out and you come out and just the crowd would pop. They knew they were going to get uh, just an amazing match every time. I will say that you did win a Slammy uh, when you were in WWE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the shocking moment of the year when you did a, a Salida of the Soul off the top right. of the ladder oh, to Jay Uso uh, in T the TLC match. That that was nuts. Uh, like I know. I surprised myself because – I felt like a long time falling down. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, when are we gonna? Fall? Oh, okay, here it is. I'm like, oh, everyone's safe. And I just got super surprised. Like, wow, this is like really high up because I was also hanging from the top, top on the first elimination tag team tornado tag, elimination chamber. Yeah. So yeah, that was was really high up. So, but. Even though I'm scared of heights, man, I just go crazy. When the, when I feel the moment, I just take it. I'm like, all right, here it is. When I feel right, all right, here it is. Let's take it. Let's do it, man. And and Jay Uso, who took the Salida del Sol, yeah. man, he he's besides him being my my good friend, he he's amazing. He's awesome, and he uh, really he's really really well to uh, to work with. The New Day also. That match itself is just amazing. It's one of the best I've. I felt like, man, I, I did so much this match. I didn't realize <laughs> like yeah. until that big salida <laughs> yeah. and, uh, man, it was just, again, scary, but it, you can't think when moments like that, you just gotta do it. You know, you gotta <laughs> do it with the feeling. And also too, 
uh, Vince didn't even know I was going to do that. Nobody knew I was going to do that. It was between me and Jay. <laughs> like, should we do it? Ah, okay, let's do it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. The, yeah. moment, the moment got me and it's just like, bro, it's like between brothers. Let's have fun. You know, it was just that feeling like, man, again, it was just awesome. And I didn't even know the vote was legit because it was, I was close to, uh, it was me and Undertaker for for his return. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I won. And I'm like, wow, I never in a million years thought. So I'm like, wow, I am crazy. That is awesome. <laughs> Even, man, like, man, you're freaking crazy, man. Like, oh, well, <laughs> all right. I'm, here I am, man. <laughs> I'm here to work. Hey, at least you didn't have to bounce off a ladder to get it, you know? <laughs> you know, um... that was my plan B. <laughs> I always have a plan A, plan B. All right. Very... You know, if it doesn't feel right, plan B. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, you know, folks, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to let you go, and I appreciate your time so much. Premier Sports Spectacular. It's Saturday, October 21st from 10 to 4. You'll be there 10 to noon with the autographs, oh. and it's at Gate Childline Middle School, 2 Spartan Way, Rochester, New York. Uh, thank you so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. We're going to send a lot of people there, and, uh, man, and you. you, you've got some great stories. I, you know, I, you I, know. Far. I can talk forever. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for the time. We definitely appreciate it, and we're looking forward to seeing you in our town next weekend okay yeah i can't wait and luchas gracias lucha 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 all right thank you so much thank you man all right here we go all right guys we are uh now we're back into the well that was great man uh you know i forget all those great matches with uh Jay and uh, Jimmy Uso and, uh, you know, and that and uh, the in uh, the new day and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Thank you so much, Joe Lynch, premier uh, premier uh, uh, sports, premier talent relations. Uh, Didn't that, uh, that United States title win get uh, D.C. a whole bunch of points in fantasy wrestling as well? I'm just going to say that that match kicked <laughs> off my 50 plus point night at the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's awesome! When yeah. I went out shirtless and dove into the snow, I, you just—who would ever think you were going to talk to the guy that helped you win all that money? You know, <laughs> we, we uh, thank you so much to uh, it's Samurai Samurai Del Sol, I guess going by now because Kalisto is a name WWE owns, but. Uh, uh, formerly Kalisto. So thank you so much. That was awesome, man. I'm excited to come into yeah. our town and everything. So I, you know, uh, man, if we'd had a commercial break, we'd take it right now, but we're going to jump right back into the news. So, uh, th thank you everybody who was in there and chatting and I, I did ask your question. So if you had any more, uh, I'm going to try to do this more often, have guests come on. It's just, it's a tough time. He's like I said, it's seven 15 in, in, in San Francisco where he is. So, um, but man, that was that was super cool. Uh, so we were lastly we were talking about Tony Khan. Uh, you know, or we were talking about uh, AEW versus a, uh, WWE NXT, and of course with the ratings, we don't really get into specific ratings unless we really got nothing to talk about. But the ratings, W, of course NXT did very well. Didn't quite didn't get a million. And I only know that because Tony Khan let me know that. But still, uh, you know, but still beat uh, AEW with AEW with two title changes on their show, a long run over and 
Adam Copeland debut, which Danger, you your point made about Adam Copeland not being a needle mover is a per- perfectly example of what we saw. But Adam Copeland can go out there and wants to wrestle a lot. And so it can build up some interest in matches and stuff. And that will eventually maybe be a needle mover uh, if he's there more often. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, hope you're doing okay, Rob. I see you in the chat room. I hope Rob, Rob uh, is having uh, some issues. So, uh, if his, if his experience where he is, is anything like mine, he's still in a waiting room. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, man, that was, that was cool. I just like starstruck. I love talking to, you know, especially when they can talk, you know, you're the guys that just cut you but off. So you never know what you're going to get with these interviews. He was a great one. He was definitely. Yes. So that was a lot of fun. And I have to go back and, and cut out a bad word. Out of that, <laughs> but <laughs> That's okay. Good thing we weren't We're allowed one, aren't we? I don't we know. can't have one. Yeah. Maybe one. I don't know. They do it. I've seen uh, Pat McAvee. On, you get one in a PG 13 movie. I see Pat McAvee. Yeah, it's true i see pat mcavee on um on espn and they don't care they i mean they don't use that word but uh uh they used to use that word all the time they have toned it down yeah so uh so we're talking so tony khan uh let's talk a little bit about tony khan this past week uh and his uh twitter eruptions uh against uh vince mcmahon uh what the danger you think he was kind of you know he's the one who, who came out and said hey there's never been a WWE show with The Undertaker and John Cena that hasn't drawn a million people. That was his response to the ratings from this past week. I know that sounds like sour grapes, but he's just pointing out the truth, too, as well. Uh, well, he, he forgot the part that Adam Copeland's never wrestled in front of 600,000 people either. True, true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but what what do you think, guys, think about Tony? Is he like, is it sour grapes, or is it just, I mean, he... He talked about, I saw, he, he he had, it was in an interview, he talked about a situation when his mom was in the hospital and WWE was like tampering uh, with his wrestlers under contract. And that's what started him having, you know, being mad about, you know, being vengeful and mad about stuff. What would you, you know, do you understand? I mean, is that, is that. I understand why he's mad about that. But on the other hand, I doubt anyone in WWE who reached out to these wrestlers, because I know Swerve was reached out to and, and a handful of others. I don't think anybody would have known that his mom was in the hospital recovering from a serious incident like she was. And I don't think they purposely chose that time to start talking to people. I think it was more Triple H was in charge then. Let's see who wants to come back. Yeah, yeah. And, who, and who's who's got couch? That's when, that's when, even, yeah, that's when it changed. That's when it changed. Yeah, that's when Vince McMahon got ousted. And then then Triple H just like feeling out for all the guys that he wanted to keep that got cut. You know, and that, and like you said, Swerve was one of them. I think I'm sure Malachi think, Black is one of them. Yeah, I think and he was, Malachi Black wants to go back. Yeah, there was a couple it's, people, you know. Um But I'm sure at the time it, we don't know what the extent of the tampering was. Yeah. It could have been something as simple as do you guys have ironclad contracts? Something like that. Or would you be able to come back? You're friends that with it. Yeah, you're friends with this guy. Ask him how long his contract goes for. Something like that, you know? Yeah, we don't know what the, the tampering was or anything. They didn't bring a lawsuit over it, so. And there's been lawsuits. And, there, and there's been tampering lawsuits between WCW and WWF at the time, you know. That, well, big time. Yeah, there was huge tampering lawsuits, so. But, you know, Tony Khan was having fun with it at first, and then there were some of his tweets that they started late last week before the show aired that seemed like they were towards the middle of the night, and he was just getting very angry with things that were being brought up, like the 
half hour commercial free type thing. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, now we're half hour commercial free, and then they got the overrun, and of course they had the overrun on uh, on NXT as well. But it seemed like some of it was he was getting mad that they were outdoing him. And you can't do that. No, no, no. And it, maybe he's just letting get to him. I don't know. I will say one thing. When you go to, uh, when you go to a timeless uh, 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 backstage uh, bit, and you do it picture in picture, you're not going to hear what the bit is. Okay. With yeah. Well, it's a silent film, so. Okay, is that what it was? Because it's like I yes. should. Oh, because I should. I'm like sitting there going, why are they going to picture and picture when they're just introduced a backstage segment? You know, it's like, I think they've had some technical snafus recently that like made me wonder, you know, who's running the show sometimes uh, just a little bit, but uh, DC. I was just going to say Tony TK can say whatever he wants backstage in his inner circles, but he he's got to know is, you know, the face of that company, y- you have to have a certain level of professionalism. And this just made them look bad. And that's the last thing they need right now. Interesting. You know, and it, uh, you're correct. I mean, and it's not like WWE is like gangbusters or anything right now. I think that they're in a, a creative bind right now anyways, as well. Uh- WWE is absolutely gangbusters right now. Every single place they go sets a new record for money brought in. Okay, okay, but I I still think creative wise that that they're, you know what what are they doing that's groundbreaking? You know, uh, I think last night on SmackDown was the best show they put on in a while. It, it and was, they teased a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it, you know, uh, and by the way, did anyone see the uh, the double crosses in and Raw in the back when they did a backstage interview? They, they had double crosses up on the wall. It's just a tease of Punk, you know. But it, I mean, it was it was you know the but you know after this week we know that Punk's not probably not welcome anywhere, you know. Um, but uh, they I saw some still still shots of backstage interview with a Judgment Day, and there was like crossed arms up on the wall behind them uh, all over the place. So, uh, but yeah, Tony's needs to control himself a little bit better, but you, you think, I don't know, because I think that the, you know, is, is where they're going is Jay as Jay and Jimmy Uso. These guys like main eventers, are they, I mean, are we finding that out right now? Uh, is it, you know, Jay's selling merch. Okay. That that's, and that's really the true you know, thing like you said with Edge as well. Edge, I mean, Adam Copeland probably, you know, if they're selling merch, you know, he's doing good then, you know? I just wish WWE would figure out what they are doing. Like, do they have a brand split? Because they do the whole bit of, hey, look, you know, for the Jey Uso trade, we get Kevin Owens. Up next, it's Jey Uso in a tag team match on the show. We traded him. For. I know. I was questioning that <laughs> last night too. It's he's like the tag champion. That's why. Yeah, yeah I know. Have, come Listen, on. I, I, I'm okay with that, but you, do you have yeah. to like do all those things in sequence? Yeah, yeah, right. right yeah, the right. only one who had no no business being there yesterday was Dominic, but I'm glad he was because Triple H got in some little snarky lines that were awesome. He, man, I always thought they piped in these moves, but now standing here, I can hear they're real. Yeah, the triple. A, I I I kind of chuckled at that a little bit because if anybody would know if it was piped in, he wouldn't it be him. You know. <laughs> Sorry, 
that's just a shot at the internet kid, the internet kids, you know, the, uh, he also did the judgment day meme yesterday too. It wasn't judgment day song. It was Tom's song, but that meme that's been going around, it's like triple H enters the ring and then turns around and they, you hear the judgment day and the meme that they did that yesterday. Yeah. Triple H started talking and then Dominic came out and interrupted him. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. You know that, uh, so that, they're playing up the the internet marks, which is fine. That's fine, or you know, I and mean, we are so you know they're playing it. You know, they're doing. They're, if you're not detailed for sticklers and online and whatnot, uh, I don't think that that's. But a WWE big... has pumped in sound. <laughs> they do, uh, of course they do, of course they do. No, I'm no, not, no. I'm not saying for not Dominic. For, not for Dominic. I'm just no. saying we all know there's been instances where they've clearly pumped oh, in sound. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think currently they have no need to. They have full houses. No, and people are. They might just be playing a part as fans, you know, booing because they think they're supposed to boo. But L.A. Knight's reactions are legitimate. Dominic's reactions are legitimate. Everyone who goes to these shows goes, you can tell me all day that you heard it pumped in on TV. But no, that's it was deafening in there. Every single place they go. I have a question. Now, we did get a lot of change in directions last night on SmackDown. We got L.A. Knight getting beaten down by Roman Reigns to end the show. Um and of course, now they're promoting Crown Jewel. Nothing is in in writing yet on Crown Jewel because there was a lot of talk of John Cena and Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Could it now be L.A. Knight? Because then we got the Cody Roman Reigns face off that happened as well. So they're continuing on, but see, the Roman Reigns is was the part that had been missing for two months, you know. And I, who and I think that's why they were in a creative holding period. Yeah, that, and that's why I—that's why I'm saying I thought the creative was terrible because they were just kind of treading water until he came back. Now I don't have a problem. I love him coming back and be you know doing what he was doing, but I have a feeling um, that I mean they've been te- they've teased a split between him and Jimmy for years, you know, and then they did it again last night a few his, times. His backstage stuff with Jimmy yesterday was fantastic. Because Jimmy is doing a very good job at playing the role he's doing when yeah. he was talking about being a backup quarterback, yeah, yeah, running the audible right. But then when he said he and, and Roman's just like, "Don't do that," <laughs> and he said it again, he's like, "I told you to stop doing that." So it's they're they're playing into everything that's happened, and they that was playing into that press conference from after uh, Fastlane that was absolutely fantastic. But it was uh, Roman being back definitely up the quality of the show especially coming out in the first segment too which definitely helped i think you know because that first segment was like it was like almost crash tv but a lot longer it was a longer and and it also established that you know you've been cheering la night while roman's been gone well he stood face to face with roman reigns and he out promoted him even if he was quoting john cena lyrics during some of it <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah, but then here's the problem too we had the face off with Reigns and Cody. So which person's momentum is going to be sacrificed for the other? I think well, Co- Cody's WrestleMania and I think anything is before that. You know, I think we'll you know, I that that's what I'm guessing just because of the way LA Knight is so hot right now. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's too soon. I don't think they're going to let him do anything against Reigns. I I don't think he's going I mean, he's not going to beat Reigns. At the same time, I think Cena's comments from earlier in the week come into play as to why it might be LA Knight at Crown Jewel as oh, yeah. opposed to John well, Cena. Well, yeah, where John Cena said, I'm not coming out here. I'm coming here to, you know, to acknowledge you. I but I you know, but this No, I was talking about the, the comments of oh once that right once the actor strike is done, he's gone. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. 
That's why I'm surprised we haven't got The Rock yet because it's like, you know, still that's actor strike. It looked like it was going to be finished this past week, and now it's split apart again. So so we get a little bit longer John Cena, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, he's, you know, they're, they're doing Peacemaker season two. The guy's been writing it. So I'm sure they're ready probably to jump into production on that. Someone, I got a few questions while we're going through stuff uh, from people online. Uh, Tim said, uh, there's talk of Bo Dallas carrying on the Bray Wyatt faction. I, I can't believe they would do that, but I don't know. Um, to keep him employed. I, they would do it as a tribute. To keep him employed, yeah, yeah, or a tribute. I would have no problem with that, but I hope, you know, but I mean, it's. And it would sell more merch, which go back to the family as well, so. It would be a kind gesture. I just don't see where they would incorporate it at this point. Yeah, me, yeah, me neither. But it's, but it's. I've heard about it, and it's like I just wonder. Is you know, I think it t- it's tasteless. But then, if you know what they're doing it with their heart, intended to do to to help the family because they have to. They said they were going to give all the merch. Uh, you know, um, all the mer- people who bought the merch, all the money is going to the family. So they can spike it a few more times. They probably could do pretty good for a while. But yeah, I. I've seen that a few times. I've seen that mentioned a few times. And then someone just don't know how you do the Y at six without break. <sighs> yeah. And yeah. then the carry and cross stuff that came out this week too. Uh, we were supposed to get a program between the two of them, which I thought would have been fantastic. It looked like they were doing that before WrestleMania. And then it got put on hold when, uh, when Bray was, you know, after Bray's last match, you know, cause I remember they were talking about it. That's for sure. You know, and poor Karrion Cross. I feel, you know, as much as, you know, the guy is like, you know, a, 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 a clay, a pile of clay to mold in what you want to do, they're just not doing anything right with him right now. I mean, I liked him better bald, to well, be honest with you, than having hair. So I think, I think that's a big thing. I think the baldness definitely added to the character. But at the same time, there was rumors this week that he is in line for a giant push doing this. I, we're not really seeing him at all. They, he needs to do something and not be like a schemer. He's got to come out like a tough power guy and just plow through everybody, you know, and not wear well, we know, not wear a gladiator freaking skirt, okay? We know that Scarlett's going to be uh, co-hosting Halloween <laughs> Havoc on NXT with Shotzi promoting that uh, TV show they're doing or whatever. Oh, okay. The supernatural you. stuff. It'd be okay if they went with a comedy angle with Karrion Cross, kind of like they did with Goldust, have him be backstage, get electrocuted, and he somehow thinks that he's now Jesse Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah. You know how many, <laughs> how many yeah, Me Too's would happen if, he, if, he, if, he, if it was like Goldust. Uh, uh, so someone did, all the good wrestlers are going to the crown jewel. I'm reading this off the message board. Uh What's left for WWE Super Show later that night in Rochester, November 4th? Good question. I don't think it's going to be all the good wrestlers. I think the people we're seeing there promoting it, the Becky Lynch, the Charlotte type deals, yeah. is what we're going to get in town. Yeah, I think so, too. I think we're going to get the women. They're not going to make a big Kev- deal. Kevin, Kevin and Sammy, maybe. I know they've been on the, the promos. Uh, it, it's going to be a hodgepodge show for sure. But at the same time, sometimes those are the most fun ones to go to. I agree. I agree. And it's uh, and you know what? It's a uh, day after someone's getting married. So, you know, maybe we should all just day before. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the day after. A... Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe and then two days two after. Pops. And then two days after that, it's Tool. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Danger Boy becomes Danger Man. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Maybe you graduate. <gasps> we could what we could do that. That that's just saying that we all knew my first marriage was a joke and that uh 
<laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. That's terrible. Maybe you go down, you you enjoy, you don't know what you're going to see. You enjoy a few adult beverages and you start chanting at the big show uh, to cry. And he comes over and absolutely. Uh, don't cry. Don't cry. Big show. <laughs> or you get into an argument with the biz on the floor about Jeff tool. You, you just never know what's going to happen. By the way, that was, or, I just, or, or you creep out Michelle Beadle. Either way. Yeah. That, that just showed up in my memories. All the, all that, because it, <laughs> it was like, it was like this time of year, uh, what, six, seven years, eight years ago when the big show came up and gave us grief. So yeah, no, yeah, they, we could do that. Yeah, why not? You know what? It's like you know, I you know they make me cry because I can. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Yeah, get, get the but, funkadactyls looking at you all crazy while you're singing the Bellas theme. Oh lord, yeah, I wasn't there for that. I was getting a beer. Hey, by the, you know what? Oh, that was an epic what, one. What did you think of the big show on Rampage last night? I have yet to watch Rampage uh, on the DVR this morning yet. Big show. Uh, announces the whole show with with him, so uh, it's interesting. Uh, I, I, he's better than when he was doing the uh, the dark shows. You know, uh, they, they you know they he actually had sounded like he was having fun doing it, and uh, he wasn't threatening anybody. So, <laughs> which he usually does eventually, anyways. But uh, or us, you know. Um, but yeah, he was uh, he was all over Rampage last night. As weird is uh, I've been having the weirdest problems with uh, my DVR because Rampage started four minutes into the show. It, the recording did. I don't know why it did that. I watched it this morning before uh, before I wrote the interview for uh, for our friend Kalisto, who was just with us. So uh, <laughs> there's so much more we could have talked to him about too, but, uh, cause he tagged with a guy named Aerostar. Okay. It's like in, 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 in AEW, it's like Aerostar. Isn't that what you guys get out of the best friends get out of uh, the back seat in, you know, isn't that an Aerostar? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't go there. I didn't go there. I didn't want to be a jerk. So let's talk about some other stuff. Uh, what else do I, oh, let's talk. Okay. We, we talked about Tony. We talked about, uh, we had Kalisto. Oh, Carlito. Uh, that was no surprise. What'd you think about Carlito showing up at fast lane? Uh, I, I ruined it for everybody. We I was watching it with a group of folks and I ruined it for everybody. And I got to stop doing that because it's like, my only issue is he was obviously there because he changed into his wrestling gear. If he was that upset with his friends getting beat up or, or showing up later, whatever, why, why was he in the wrestling gear and why did he take so long to get down there? And why did he allow them to change his music to something horrible? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I agree. And he got beat up last night because he messed around with Bobby Lashley uh, and uh, and got stomped for his, uh, you know, for getting in his face a little bit. So. Well, Lashley wasn't lying. The last time Lashley ran into Carlito, he was – I saw the video this morning. He was giving him a power slam and uh, and beating him up. So he he told the truth in his promo. So Car, but Carlito's, but we know Carlito was what working as like a producer last night or no before. I thought no, he's no talent. Kind he of. wasn't working as anything. He was he got signed as a talent like four months ago, and then that's when Vince was pushing himself back into creative. Never. And now that Vince is back out of creative, they're using him. Danger. Stalker. Was it you and then I went to did that show at the Dome Arena where Carlito was there and he wouldn't come over and talk to us. I believe uh, the artiste was there as well, and we were drinking the terrible Four Locos oh, yeah. that they had. It. <laughs> that's the, that's the night we ended up at uh, at uh, another establishment later, uh, having more adult beverages. 
Yeah. But yeah, that's when we saw Carlito and Shane Douglas taking a ring down. Yeah, yeah. I was sad. I said, can we talk to Carly? You know, they were mad because nobody was there. It was that family wrestling entertainment or whatever yes. it was? Oh yeah, yeah, in the Dome Arena. So that's, that, that's, that's the extent of their the extent of their uh, advertising was putting up posters at the Dome and uh, making a Facebook page and not paying to have it promoted. Yeah, yeah, not doing anything, you know. Uh, and we even Correct. we talked to John Cena's dad. Remember on the phone that day? Yeah, John Cena's dad was in town. Uh, so. Yeah, well, you know, and uh, yeah, tearing the ring down. I remember that. So that's the last time we saw Carlito. Love Carlito. Don't don't, don't get me wrong. I, he's a, I think he's a big bonus because he can speak one, and uh, it looks like he'll be aligning himself with. And I was going to talk the LWO with Kalisto because it's like you know that's that lucha still, that style still kept there in the forefront there of SmackDown to this day, and it's like would have fit in really nice there as well there, you know, being a former United States heavyweight champion. Unfortunately, you know, A-Train was for such a long time or whatever his name is, A-Town, A-whatever, uh, you know, that kid. So, but um, not, nevertheless, yeah, that was, I mean, that was okay. The paper, what did you think of Fastlane in general? It was okay. It was like, you know, yeah. the women's match, <laughs> women's match was amazing in that show. That I'll give them that. That was a, uh, that was a fun women's match. Uh, the, 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 I'll, I'll be honest. I watched the uh, oh, what match? The second, the John Cena uh, LA Knight match against Solo and uh, Jimmy. Yeah, and completely forgot that Seth and uh, Shinsuke were on the show. Yeah. So I thought that was last match. I'm like, wow, they're finishing in like two hours. This is a great pay per view. And then they had the other match. I was like. I completely forgot this was even here. Oh yeah, last man standing. That was uh, I was waiting for Seth Rollins to start throwing chairs on top of Shinsuke. Isn't that how he won won them in the past? Is by burying people in chairs, and you know anything that they could dump on each other. But that was that was fun actually. You know, I just hate seeing Shinsuke lose these series. You know, every time you know it's like this guy is like you know is like a million dollars, and I know. They don't like it when you can't speak English fluently, and that's a, that that they'll always will hold you back. And any Vince McMahon run anything, you know, or but but at the same time, he can speak enough to where he can cut a promo. But I like what he did with him go doing the, do ja the Japanese stuff yeah, with yeah. the subtitles. It, it made him seem a lot more evil. Definitely, like was, no, I agree. When he was coming off. It was it was a lot better. Timmy, it, it seems like it's a lot of effort for him to say the English, and that's why you get you know you get distracted by it. But when he's allowed to talk in his native tongue, he was fine. He definitely put himself over as just an evil character. So I hope it's not the last we see of him for a while. But it's like, gee, he just never gets a win over anybody, you know. It's uh, he's always putting someone else over, and I'm tired of Seth Rollins already too. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I don't sing along. Okay, and he obviously, I, I, I saw the, the best X. Is that what we call them now? They're not tweets anymore. What whatever we call them now, posts. Yeah. And someone goes, Seth Rollins is destined to be the guy that when he's not the champion, everyone wants him to be the champion. And as soon as he has the belt, no one wants him to have it anymore. I, I agree. And, you know, and that's how I feel, you know, it's like, I don't even want him to be face. I like, I, I'll take him as a heel, a heel champ over what he's doing now. I want heel Drew to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me too. That'd be great. I love Drew's Drew's never not used well enough. Most of the time. Anyways, two things. My other favorite, th real quick. My other favorite thing to come out of fast lane was the picture of Carlito reuniting with John Cena and someone commenting. Wow, it's glad to see John Cena after all these years can forgive him for hiring somebody to stab him. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. You know, um, 
He got someone working at the club to stab him. Yeah, that's right. Oh my goodness. Who can forget that? That's a, that's a long time ago. So I remember, you know, uh, John Cena lost the belt because uh, they were in the, at that time that uh, edge won his very first uh, championship. It was in the elimination chamber and it was, the elimination chamber, actually it was after the elimination chamber was over, but in the elimination chamber was John Cena, Masters, Carlito. There was a lot of people that at the time I felt probably shouldn't have been in a championship match, but John Cena ended up defending his belt there and then getting beat by, uh, um, of course, Edge when he came down for the very first money in the bank cash-in. So, uh so let's talk about two things before we get guy whipped through the news. One thing, uh, MJF in the quarters, is it too soon? I mean, well, what's going on in this world to be, you know, kind of cut, recalling, you know, him being picked on because he was Jewish as a kid, you know? I mean, I thought, you know, I, I thought... Unless you know him and unless you know the story, you wouldn't think anything of it. Is is the timing bad? Yeah. yeah, but I mean they're staying true to stuff that happened to him, and I'm sure he gave the approval for all this, so I'm okay with it. Danger. I I just think it's. I know he gave the approval. I know he defended it afterwards, and I know the whole story. And even if I don't know the story, you he's very obviously a Jewish gentleman, and a roll of quarters may have been his thing. Wrong week, absolutely wrong week. I don't, I don't. So that's where someone. I don't care if the wrestler approves it. That's where someone above needs to step in and go. I understand, but no. Yeah, I mean, they may have been able to get away with it without them doing the zoom in on the quarters, and because listen, when I was a kid, I saw many matches ended where a guy would pull a, a roll of quarters out of their trunk, or someone would hand it to him, and they would pop them, and they would blow all over the place. Roddy Piper was really good for doing that. You punch them once with a roll of quarters and they shoot all over the place, you know, but I, I, you know, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I almost think referencing him by his last name was worse. True. Friedman. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. And it was like, it just, it's just a touchy situation for the, for the current. I mean, I'm sure that people have complained about that as well. The Anti-Defamation League probably will have something to say. But, you know, I mean, MJF is a champion, and he probably will come out smelling sweet in the end with any feud with the, these guys. So uh, I think the only solace they have right now is that he did do a, an anti, uh, anti-anti-Semitism anti talk on yeah. Thursday. Okay. I think that's a proper use of a double negative. I'm not 100% sure how you would phrase yeah. it otherwise. <laughs> I don't know. Anti-anti. I just call this. You just can't call it a Semitism talk. That doesn't. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just a touchy situation. And it's like, I don't know how you guys all feel in the chat room, but uh, you know, there's, I think that, you know, it's just maybe they could have held off a little bit longer. I don't know. I think that this war or whatever is going on over there is going to get worse. So maybe, maybe if you were going to do it, you might as well do it now before things get worse. So, uh, this is what happens when you leave documents laying around a bathroom. Apparently so. I saw pictures of that. It's like, oh, my goodness. Okay, one last thing before we get to the news. Let's talk about WWE says no to Phil. Uh, Good. What does that leave Phil to do? 
Oh, he did commentary on uh, MMA commentary last night. Yeah, last <laughs> MMA night. yesterday. Does does he? I mean, listen, Impact Bound for Glory is a week from tomorrow today. Uh, Impact Bound for Glory is their big pay per view of the year. I think the biggest tie-in where everybody thought he was going to WWE is because Survivor Series is in Chicago, and they had the they had the last Monday night that you can see the X's on the wall, the cross arm X's. They've been saying stuff too, but that's I mean. Corey yeah. Graves is dropping hints because Corey Graves plays the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 I mean, Triple H did, you know, last night. Why not everybody else, you know? But they, they want you to think, you know? It's like, ooh, is there a possibility? Oh. Forget Phil Brooks. Give me give me Cody and Jay in a press conference after some drinks any day of the week. Oh, that was interesting, that's for sure. They must have been sitting around. They were the first match, right? So they were sitting around for yeah, they, four hours. They definitely <laughs> Drinking. A couple of libations on the bus. Yes. Yes. And I guess the WWE he, loved it. They didn't care. They loved it. They thought, uh, do you feel him, sir? <laughs> do you feel him? Well, he saw he cheated the uh, when he came out last night, right? <laughs> the first thing he said. The, the, the sign was right there, too. Yeah. He stopped at the sign and looked at it. <laughs> yeah. People remembered. I love this some of that stuff. But that was good. That was one good thing that came out of Fastlane. And Fastlane, like I said, overall was okay. But uh, – there was, there, you know, there was a couple matches on it, but that, uh, yeah, that, uh, so no, no to Phil. So we don't know where Phil's going. You could, you know, maybe Phil will go to new Japan. I mean, you know, the, he hasn't ticked off anybody over there yet. Has he, you know, uh, maybe not. I don't know. Right now. I, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but he's a needle mover compared to, to, uh, Ad, or Adam Copeland, you know, and it's, he's a needle mover compared to most people but at the same time. If he's not wanted places and people, he he doesn't need to work. Okay, he's not hurting for money. Yeah, I heard that he's good. He's good with his money. You know, he's he, yeah he's always been good with it. So, well, you know what? It's like, and I know, you know, like most of us could care less to see him ever again. You know, but I have a feeling that he he's got a limited time limit before maybe he won't be able to do it anymore because of his age. You know, and so I think there there'll be some concessions made and he'll be someplace. And I, and I, I'm pretty, if, if he wants that, if he does want that, but I mean, it's time to make the money if you can, you know, and it's like, you know, but the thing, like the stuff that happened with him in AEW, probably stuff like that happens all the time in WWE. Just like I said, nobody like talks about it or expresses it or lets people know about it, but they've, they've had, I've seen the stories of people who've gotten like, you know, again, fights, you know, that they've never really, the only time you ever hear about it is if Jericho writes a book or something, you know. It's I was like, gonna say half the time it involves Jericho. So I, I was gonna say if he writes a book, then you know that you know. But he, he gets worked by by Brock Lesnar or yeah, gets mad at Goldberg. Something. Yeah, yeah. There's but there's people that this. I mean that stuff happens all the time. It's just there's nobody there to report it out like it has been. I guess I saw Tony Khan this week. Someone asked him if he if it really felt that he was in you know he was in a bad spot when. When, um, when, 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 uh, supposedly he was assaulted by CM Punk or almost assaulted or had a light drop on him or whatever it was. And he said he really felt for his life. So it's like, come on, you could have your own Kevin Nash with you, you know, your own bodyguard, you know, you know, I think it's about time Tony becomes a character on TV. You know, it's like, no, (laughs) no. There was there was jokes that Tony's tweeting was getting so erratic we were about five minutes away from seeing the backstage footage at Wembley released 
so you get more engagement. <laughs> Apparently there is footage too. Yeah, there's footage of, yeah, 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 there is. Uh, I think he should put it out. You know, I mean, I don't know. That doesn't matter. It's it's history. Let's talk about some news before we get out of here. Uh, I have a whole list. <coughs> if you're watching AEW Collision tonight, you're going to get a special match. You're going to see Samoa Joe versus Willie Mack for the Ring of Honor TV title. Willie Mack, I, you know, I love Willie Mack. If you remember, Willie Mack did very, very well in Impact Wrestling a few years ago. And Willie Mack is just, an, you know, just a, a charismatic wrestler. Very, uh, very... Uh, uh, reminds me a lot of like, um, oh, I don't know, uh, junkyard dog a little bit. I mean, he comes out there and he he can do it all. You know, he's taking on uh, Samoa Joe for the TV title. We've got Christian Cage versus Brian Danielson for the TNT title tonight. Chris Statlander versus Sky Blue for the TBS championship. Adam Copeland appears, and <laughs> Commander versus Brian Cage, and AEW uh, tag champs Ricky Sparks and Bill. Big Bill will appear. So that's tonight if you are watching Collision. It looks like, sounds like a good show if you got nothing going it's on. It's going to be a good show, and they didn't have to move the time because the Braves are awful and got uh, beat in the playoffs. I was, so. was going to ask you, what do you think about this, the whole Bryce Harper with, like, Bryce Harper, the guys were, you know, that a boy, Bryce, were yelling that in their locker room, and somehow it got to Bryce Harper, and so he was all mad at one guy, and he was giving him the evil stare during the games. I would be ecstatic for the whole thing if it wasn't the Phillies. I was going to say, can we <laughs> please stop with the Philly stuff? Oh, I don't need Philly people to be more obnoxious than they already are. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I, uh, who do I hate more? I hate Houston more. So I will root for anybody over them. Okay. My two most hated teams are playing each other. <laughs> if my most hated teams got destroyed. The other one's still going. So I'm, Come on, Diamondbacks. Yeah, I know. Your poor, your poor brother and his Braves. Oh, well. I mean, you know what? I asked him what time I could watch the Braves this weekend, and he, he was not happy with my <laughs> question. You got to say, Zed, I don't know about this structure of playoffs for MLB, but uh, – uh, I don't care because, yeah. you know, what? you win 105 games, you got a week off to heal up. And then you lose. For falling flat. That's your fault for falling flat on your face. Whenever, whenever we have a Cinderella story in any other sports – you know, playoffs or anything, we're happy about it. You know, an eight seed makes the finals or something like that. But because the top five winning baseball teams stuck out in the playoffs, we're going to change the strip. No, yeah. tell them to get better. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to just have a, you know, and the thing is, is a lot of teams that were stinking at the end of the year, like Texas, Texas hobbled into the playoffs and now wouldn't beat everybody, you know? Texas is built for playoff ball, though. Yeah, well, they, they've, they've got been, people who've been there. Yeah, but they also lost, like, one of their ace pitchers, too. He will not be back, I don't think. Apparently, he said he's going to be able to pitch, but he hasn't pitched well this year anyway. So. Wow, wow. So, but, I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, to, you know like, like for instance, Tampa. You know, I, I, I'm happy with them getting knocked out because Tampa, you know, was great in the beginning of the year and then just hobbled all the way to the end of the season. So we should not talk about baseball. we got to continue on with news. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to. So if you're going to watch Dynamite on Wednesday, we have one match so far. It's the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royale that has won been won every year by MJF. Uh, well, he didn't win the Battle Royal last year, but he won the match oh, for yeah, the right. ring afterwards. That's right. He did win the, the ring match. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So he's, but he, you know, that's his prized possession. And if you, uh, next Saturday, oh, no, that's, I'm sorry. I put that down twice. So I don't know. Uh, so on, if you watched SmackDown last night, you saw Triple H announce uh, uh, announcement regarding a new leader for a general manager of SmackDown, Nick Aldis. 
the husband of Mickey James. Uh, you might remember him as what was he? Magnus? Is that what? Or Mag- Magnus, Mag- former NWA World Champion, yeah. former TNA World Champion. He had a true falling out with uh, Billy from uh, the uh, um, from the NWA. I, I know because they were suing each other at one point. Uh, the owner of the NWA. So it's like, but he is now over Tyrus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's right. He put over Tyrus, right? (laughs) That was so sad. Uh, He, uh, he is now, uh, he is now in charge of SmackDown. And the first thing he did was he brought Kevin Owens over because there was, and we, we, we theorized on this for a very long time. That was going to be Kevin Owens. And look at that. It's Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is now. I, I believe, I believe it was called out the minute that they said someone was getting traded. Yeah. That wasn't going to be Cody. It was going to be Kevin Owens. And, and we were right. The best part was he stunned Dominic last night when he came out. So, and shut him up. And by the way, I love, by the way, did you like when triple H said, hey, try this mic? I don't think that mic's working. And yeah. <laughs> and then it's, there was some fun stuff. I like when they know they can play up people hating on him. So it's like, I, I think I do kind of think that's hilarious. So, uh, that was good last night. There was some, you're right. There was some good stuff last night. If you think about it, you know, um, without a doubt, uh, uh it was a great week for wrestling. There was. was something for everyone. There was I even as much as some people hate it. I love the stuff they did with pretty deadly last night too. The <laughs> guy had a shoulder injury. Why is he in a wheelchair? <laughs> Yeah, someone else is in a wheelchair. It's like, what's his name? And uh, and in uh, in AEW, uh, uh, Roddy. There, he's and he has he has a oh. he's got a neck injury and he's in a wheelchair. Adam, I need help with one more thing. Oh my grass! Oh, Why that, can't they do it? No, they can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's going to be a lot of these bits until he, either of them come are back, but. Um, WWE announced this past week that Survivor Series premium live event is going to be the return of War Games, uh, which, uh, of course, was introduced to the main roster last year at Survivor Series in Boston. And it looks like it's going to be the Judgment Day. Uh, We'll be involved in a match. Uh, Details around that aren't far from confirmed, but uh, I'm not sure who they'll be taking on. Probably I can see Cody Rhodes, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, a a handful of people, uh, Jey Uso, uh, possibly. Uh, But that, yeah, that's November 25th. It's going to take place in the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, You definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, uh, but war games is always good. Last year was good in Boston. Very loud crowd. Very, very, and I don't know if they're going to have a woman's match either. They haven't announced whether they're going <laughs> to, they're do. only having one this year from what I've heard. Only one. Okay. So big Randy Orton update. The Viper was recently at the WWE performance center training for his in-ring return. Orton and WWE are targeting survivor series as the date that he would come back. So if there's a mystery person in that war games match, who knows? It could be possibly Randy Orton. So uh, look, look for that to happen. What a, what a match to make your return in? Yeah, for really. a serious neck injury. Yeah, I think you if if you're the last one, you probably get the least amount of action. You know, especially if you're like a mystery partner or something. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll get Matt Riddle re-signed by WWE because you know, just to, you know, maybe they said Matt, we're going to cut you until Randy's able to come back, and then we'll do put you back together. Maybe I but, hope not. <laughs> I don't know. People that people loved it. A lot of pot references and all the merchandise that sold very well. I see little kids wearing 420 shirts. It's like, you don't have an idea, kids, you know, 420 uh, uh, bro. They, they, they actually might. 
I don't know. I see little kids. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Um, see, the difference is cash. Little kids nowadays have the internet. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, so Kota Ibushi confirmed that he signed a contract with AEW. The former world champ revealed the, the news during an interview this past week on his YouTube channel. Yeah, after telling the interviewer they signed a contract on the day of blood and guts, you might remember that Ibushi was the surprise guy who came out and then decided he wanted to do some backdrops onto the uh, onto the attacks that were out there to show that they weren't they wouldn't kill anybody. Uh, and uh, the deal's not full time, and he will still continue doing work in Japan. However, he does specify that he'll be de- dedicating his life into helping AEW grow. Well, isn't that a nice thing, Mr. Ibushi? Too bad you went out there and made that match look like a joke after it was over. But uh, if, you remember that danger? Yeah, 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 not the smartest thing. Yeah, that was. It was just like, what is he? The, the, the cameras weren't on him. It would have been better because I was like, I'm watching. And he's like, what is he doing? He's like showing you that this ain't, these won't kill you. Um. This is interesting. I saw this. AEW president Tony Khan announced that New Japan's Rocky Romero will be battling CMLL's Mystico in a singles action on October 20th edition of AEW Rampage. Some were curious about this as AEW has a working relationship with Lucha Libra AAA Worldwide, who is AAA's biggest rival competitor. Uh, and AEW doesn't believe booking the match will affect its relationship with AAA, nor do they believe will it affect the relationship for the future. The report states that AEW is working with the impression that they can book talents from both promotions without putting them in the ring against one another to avoid any conflict. So uh, that's in- I just thought that was interesting piece of news there, you know. Um, and and Mystico, I believe, is the original Sincara. Yeah, yeah, Mystico is, and I wanted to talk. I I had. I had to ask that Sincara question when Kalisto was on about coming Didn't out. He worked, with, he worked with Hunico, didn't he, though? Was his partner? He, the second Sincara. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was the the injured uh, the injured replacement for Sincara. And they and Hunico is the one who actually came out when they started doing the trampoline jump, I think. So, actually, both of them did. But I think that that uh, Sincara got hurt really quickly into that run, and they immediately swapped him out. That's right. I forgot it was Hunico. Yeah. So, but he he was tag champs. So I believe they re, I believe they released the original Sincara because he wasn't working out. Yeah. So that's Mystico. So we will see him. And on, then we had the two Sincaras. Yeah, that's right. Yes. We, we and and in the gold light in the gold light. <laughs> see, I'm sorry, folks. I laugh at that because I just thought it was silly every time they would ch- change the lights. Now that now it's become regular when you get things like you know Mountain Dew Baja Blast matches or whatever, and they, all you get is like neon lights for the the, the ring. But uh, I thought that yeah, I definitely thought that was uh, interesting that that uh, that's going on. That's this week, uh, of course, on Rampage. So you can look forward. To, I mean, on uh, Dynamite. So you can look forward to that. Uh, oh no, it's Rampage. It's next week's Rampage. So it's Friday's Rampage. So there's one preview there. Uh, news report uh, has surfaced revealing the date and location of one of Ring of Honor's biggest annual pay-per-views, Final Battle. It's going to take place December 29th from the Hammerstein Ball Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. So mark the mark the first time Ring of Honor show in Manhattan four years. And as of now, there's no details to it, but it holds 1,800. So that's isn't that like a perfect size for an AEW show, 1,800 people? I mean, you know. It's, Maybe a little bigger for the touring AEW, but for an ROH show, that's that's going to be pretty good. 
Yeah, when we well when we like I said we were flashing back to our or the Ring of Honor show we went to that was a Ring of Honor New Japan what they call it Battle of the uh, what was that Dan was it Global Wars or something Yeah Global Wars and that was uh, I saw Danny had posted a bunch of pictures from that this week and all I can remember is getting my knees crushed but when I was sitting up against the uh, I think that was a different show Oh was that a different show Because that was the one that Co- was that was the year before Oh was it that was the one with Cody yeah. Cody was on it right yep. Yeah because I moved it back That's right. Ah, oh, that's right. But I was there too. I know I was there because I, I I don't I didn't miss those Riverwork shows were great. I know. I wish they would come back and do them there, but they're too big now. And now NXT is too big to do Riverworks. I think. Um, one last piece of news before we get out of here: AEW star Ryan Nemeth has announced on social media that he and his brother Nick Nemeth, you might remember him as Dolph Ziggler, will be coming to Chicago for an event entitled Hunkamania. <laughs> this will be Nick Nemeth's first appearance since he was released by WWE a few weeks ago. I'm guessing it's a comedy show. I think both of them do stand-up comedy. I believe so. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen uh, that. And there's also, they, barring contract issues, they're not 100% sure that Dolph can actually do the show. <laughs> there we go. I mean, but he did comedy when he was like, when he was... Uh, when he was touring with WWE still. I mean, remember he came to town here and did a show and allowed himself to be called Dolph Ziggler. So, uh, you know, I don't know. We got uh, a little bit of a preview for next week. Next weekend is that show, by the way. Uh, if pre- Premier Talent Relations is the web page, the show is called, I will get, it's called Premier Sports Spectacular. Not only was Kalisto going to be there, but also Jim Laritz who used to be a catcher for the Yankees, you might remember, also a manager as well. Daryl Talley is going to be there, and Larry Johnson. Uh, and that's October 21st, uh, at 10 a.m. to 4. There's going to be vendors there. It's going to be at the Gates Chilai Middle School Gymnasium Auditorium, 2 Spartan Way, Rochester, New York. It's 5 bucks to get in. If you want to get autographs, you got to get them in advance. They're $25 per player. So if you want to get Kalistos, you can get $25. Uh, you can do it online on the website, premiertalentrelations.com. And, uh, man, you heard Kalisto on the show. Kalisto is awesome. You definitely don't. You know, if you're going to be around, there is a limit to 150 autographs per guy, so spots are filling fast. I was going to warn you of that. You get, but for 80 bucks, you can get all four athletes, too. One item each, one photo each, and one per person, one VI pass. And by the way, Joe, if you guys, uh, if anyone uh, wants to go to that, let me know because Joe had, uh, thank you, Joe Lynch. Joe Lynch had texted me that we are more than welcome. I'm going to be in Cleveland next weekend to announce uh, the Western Hemisphere Cup uh, men's roller derby, quote unquote, closest thing to champions this year. And so I don't know. We'll probably be taping early next week if it's possible, maybe Wednesday, hopefully. Uh, or not, or uh, I don't know when else we'd be able to do it. Cause I got to work Thursday night. It have to be real late Thursday. We'll figure it out folks. But so I'll let you know that we'll be taping at a different time next week, but I want to thank you, DC. I appreciate it. Thank you. Danger boy. Thank And Rob, I hope you're doing okay. You know, with your foot and thank you. Kalisto for joining us. That's uh, Samurai del Sol. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what he legally can go by now. Former, former WWE talent, Kalisto. And is there anything am I missing? Do we got to talk about anything else going on this week? I mean, there's just so much going on. It's like, I can't think of anything. So nope. we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much guys for listening. And, uh, we will, you'll catch from us and follow us on Facebook. 
on Twitter. Uh, we'll let you know when we're uh, taping next, and we're going to get out of here. You're listening uh, to The Pain Clinic, uh, and you can find all our old shows on thepainclinic.net. See ya.